Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Welcome to the Accelerate Show. I'm Carrie Ransom. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio, a new tech startup company building platform and community here in Southern California. We've got a bunch of amazing founders already in the studio. And so if you're looking for help with your startup, opportunities to work with the next generation of high growth companies, or want to be part of the startup community in SoCal, go to oc4v.com to learn more. I am super excited to have my friend Andy Wilson with me on the Accelerate show today. Before we get to hear from him though, let me tell you a bit about Andy. He is currently the executive director of the Alliance for Southern California Innovation. I like to call it SoCal Innovation. A group that was formed uh, about three years ago to pull together the talent and ideas throughout all of Southern California to help more of the innovators here to really emerge and succeed in bringing their big breakthrough ideas to the world. And we're gonna definitely spend a lot of time talking about the Alliance today. Um, He's also been an executive previously in a number of venture-backed high-growth companies, ones that he started, ones that he's joined. Um, He was a senior executive at Yahoo in the early days. Uh, He's been an investor an advisor, and a startup community builder, which I greatly appreciate. Uh, He was previously co-founder of and and co-chairman for many years of Innovate Pasadena, and he's currently on the city council in Pasadena as well. So he is also a politician, although I would say he's not really a politician. Um, And he cares deeply about this area of the country. Um, He is really keen to help and connect and inspire and encourage others to participate and support each other here. Uh, You know, his leadership and his friendship are things that I really appreciate. And so I'm excited for him to join us. Andy, it's great to have you here on the show today. Kerry, thank you for that super generous introduction. Um, Yeah, my history is probably a a a little schizophrenic, but I got to tell you, it, it is all added up to. Um, you know, getting me to where I am today in terms of playing a, a role in um, elevating Southern California. And uh, our work couldn't be um, nearly as successful without um, partners like yourself. So I'm pleased to be here today with you and um, grateful for um, your partnership and um, all, the, all the things you do to help the, our, our ecosystem here in Southern California. Well, I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate it as well. And, and, uh, certainly um, considered a privilege to be able to to work with you like we do. So let's talk a little bit more. I introduced the Alliance for SoCal Innovation. Give my audience a sense of sort of where you and the Alliance play in this vast community of, you know, nearly half of of the state of California. It's it's, um, like every startup idea, a bit um, crazy and audacious to think a new um, not-for-profit startup organization could could actually bend the curve on a, a place that's, you know, 20 million people, mm-hmm. the 14th largest economy in the world, um, and spread across, you know, 40 or 50,000 square miles. 
Um, and I remember uh, when the um, core founder, Steve Poisner, approached me with the concept uh, about kind of putting a, a not-for-profit together that thinks about um, the incredible potential of Southern California and, and how we were more fully kind of realize that potential is really a global leader in innovation and entrepreneurship. So I love the idea. How can you not love that idea? That's right. Yes. Um, and it's like, you know, but then I'm like, holy mackerel. Uh, that's not the word I use, but holy mackerel. <laughs> um, how the hell are we going to do this? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, in this case, I'm not, I wasn't the entrepreneur kind of was, I was brought in to, to advise Steve initially based off some of the success we'd had in Innovate Pasadena. So I had a, a point of view on ecosystem building, but, um, you know, I, I was a little skeptical myself to think, you know, how could we ha possibly um, make a difference in, in such a massive territory and frankly, where the potential is so great. Um, and I think um, maybe to kind of fast forward to the punchline, uh, we've taken that idea and really kind of distilled it down to um, the essence of being kind of a very smart and strategic super connector, right? There are people like yourself and great organizations, um, whether that be, you know, Connect in San Diego or um, you know, Applied Innovation and or, or, or Octane or, or Lava or EDCs or all these kind of great um, organizations that are either localized or maybe they're verticalized to like, you know, Biosciences LA or Biocom that could connect to pieces. And we think by kind of wrangling those pieces and understanding the opportunity that we can kind of weave them together, right, around a, a, a unified and compelling narrative that um, represents this incredible story around Southern California. So um, I think that's kind of a leverage model. Mm -hmm. um, and we rely on, you know, all, all our partners and all people who, who care, whether they're running accelerators or organizations that touch, you know, entrepreneurs to, to make a difference every day. Um, so our, our, our kind of our value is maybe at a, a slightly higher level of strategically integrating those pieces. Um, and that makes a lot more sense, right? We could, that way we actually have some chance of bending the curve on the ecosystem because we're kind of aligning the vectors of work that's already being done and, and finding, you know, high value white space to, to, to fill in the, the, the gaps. Very good. Well, thank you for, for giving that as sort of a jumping off point. So you've been at this now for a couple of years. Um, what would you say that you've learned? I mean, you've been in the area for a while, like, you know, I have as well. What, what have you learned about this region maybe that you didn't know? So as you said, you know, having started as, as an entrepreneur, um, I won't tell you how many decades ago that was, but then being a venture capitalist, um, clearly the regions, you know, changed. Like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I could name and, you know, probably count on my both hands and toes people who were either investing in startups or building startups when I first got started. Um, I was fortunate early on to be involved with Idea Lab. You know, mm -hmm. Most people are familiar with them as one of the early accelerators and you know um, they had made a huge difference in kind of the Pasadena area and what I'll call internet 1.0 um, you know and uh, then things changed uh, I think the Great Recession really kind of uh, set a lot of people back uh, and then when things could have re-emerged uh, re-emerged from the Great Recession um, you know it was great to see innovation come back in Southern California but it seemed to be in many cases limited uh, to what we call Silicon Beach. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we all know that Southern California is, is um, you know, we're proud of what goes on at Silicon Beach, but it's a lot more than that. Um, 
the great work that goes on in Orange County. I think of, you know, you and I are just talking about our friends at Alteryx and, um, you know, um, Palmer Lucky and Andrel and so, you know, great stuff going on there, amazing stuff in, in Pasadena, um, the, the aerospace innovation, the sustainability. So the, 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 the narrative has kind of expanded, but, you know, the world at large really doesn't fully understand the richness. So I think one of the things we're all trying to do is um, synchronize and kind of connect that narrative so that it's um, more powerful, uh, both for, our, for you and I and people who evangelize it. So we have a, you know, more powerful statement to make and energize people, but also for the world to hear. So I think seeing this, um, you know, broader availability of, of innovation opportunities, um, you know, reaching um, parts of Southern California and not becoming just the exclusive domain of kind of Silicon Beach uh, is super exciting. Um, and, you know, some areas obviously are more mature than others. And we track all that work. Um, but we can learn from it too. And I think that's the other thing that I would point to, not just kind of expansion, but because we're so spread out, um, the downside is we um, you know, don't really know what's happening everywhere. Uh, and part of the value we can add is understanding each one of those as kind of experiments, right? And what's right. working, what's not working. You and I were just talking about um, that wonderful, um, mentoring or kind of emerging leaders program that you're trying out in Orange County. And, you know, if that works, we should, we should, you know, copy and paste that. That's right. right? And I, I look at, you know, similarly, I'm, I'm really, um, you know, we're, we're kind of good partners with the folks at Annenberg and I think they've done some great work at Pledge LA around diversity and inclusion and accountability. And, you know, why aren't we taking some of that know-how and, and using that in San Diego and in Orange County? So there's um, a lot of terrific innovation in, ecosystem building as well. And I think part of our, our job is to make sure uh, we're learning from each other. Yes, for sure. I, I feel like a lot of it, you, what, you know, I try to do as I think you do is, is lead by example, right? Uh, tell those stories, share those stories and ideas and best practices because um, that network needs to continue to be built. It, it uh, the, the connect points between all the different efforts underway here um, will everyone will benefit as those connections increase in number and more open lines, right? It's that that sort of abundance opportunity that I think we know is is there. And, and I think the other um, observation I would make, and this is maybe having kind of engaged in a number of you know innovation communities that define what I call the Southern California Innovation Network. Maybe ten years ago, um, communities were much more maybe uh, guarded because they thought they were competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what we've come to realize, and it's really an exciting kind of moment, is that um, we realize that we're diverse and different and that we can all help each other and kind of we're um, you know, growing the pie versus slicing the pie. Yes. And I think that creates a much more collaborative um, kind of mindset. Uh, I think you know, Silicon Valley is much more cutthroat of like, hey, you know, we're fighting for deals and here we're just trying to get good things to happen. And uh, I think because we um, do things that are uh, different and complementary, the um, willingness to, to work together uh, is, is, is probably higher here. And I think we just, um, one of our key roles is to be a convener to, to allow that willingness to kind of um, manifest itself around uh, key collaborations. Totally, totally agree. Well, this year has just been 
a wild, as, as we all know, you know, wild year of disruption in so many areas. As, as you think about where we are right now, there's, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty on a number of levels on the horizon. How, how are you thinking about the next couple years here in SoCal with regard to, you know, I'll call it startup activity? Mm-hmm. And do we do you feel like the momentum is just going to continue regardless? You have clearly significant job loss that could lead to a lot of you know entrepreneurship by necessity. Um, you know what what how are you thinking about the next couple of years? Well, I think we've you know seen the uh, the data that shows um, you know downturns that do kind of feed the the entrepreneurial pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, maybe not by choice in some cases. Um, we are uh, working on a program around um, improving the availability of capital to um, kind of capable, mostly Series A ready companies across the region. Uh, and that, pro- that program would be in collaboration with Silicon Valley Bank. And the only reason I mentioned that program is we were supposed to, to launch it in the spring and then obviously, you know, the world changed, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and um, we put that program on, on pause, and we're now dusting that off. And as part of that, we we did diligence with um, a number of investors to find out, um, you know, where they were in terms of their um, investing pace and, and appetite. And um, they certainly all confessed that for you know March, April, May, they probably had hit the pause button. Sure. Um, but um, the, the takeaway was that there is um, a lot of activity. Um, and, you know, good companies are getting funded really quickly. And uh, I think I mentioned right before a call that I was ch- chatting with um, Scott Kapoor, who's the managing partner at Andreessen, and they're, they're cranking away. You probably saw um, Graycroft, that's mm. co-headquartered yeah. between you know, LA and um, New York, just raised almost a billion dollars of new ventures. So I think the capital dollars are there, right? Um, and I think we'll see um, more available talent uh, to go into startups. I think we'll see more uh, entrepreneurs. Um, I do think, you know, we will be working in a, uh, you know, unfortunately a challenged economy, but I think um, that creates opportunity. And, you know, I know you and I are both entrepreneurs at heart and I hate to say this, but when we see difficult times, we, we don't see it as a challenge. We, we literally see it as an opportunity. We're like, right. what can we do different? What is the opportunity? Um, the, the worst thing for, for uh, an entrepreneur is kind of status quo and, you know, kind of stasis. Right? Yes, that's <laughs> right. having anything, anything but that is, is what's happening now. So, um, you know, I, I choose to be very optimistic. At, you know, um, I know lots of people are having difficult times and I'm super sympathetic, but I think, um, you know, if we, we're um, positive and look for opportunities um, and we approach these times uh, with that mindset, um, we'll see great things happen. Yes, agree. So as you think about, you know, kind of, you know, to, to, to finish off on, on sort of this starting off, if, if I'm an early stage founder or looking at, at building an early stage company, how would you want me to think about the alliance and how and whether I should engage directly with you? Yeah. In, um, as I mentioned, we are less of the uh, front line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to you know, run mentoring or a you know startup weekend or pitch day there's so many great organizations across southern california that um are are focused on on serving entrepreneurs i I think um where we play is uh, people like yourself or people who 
run those programs who, who want to um, you know, build their portfolio of services or um, have a more kind of comprehensive view of what the landscape looks like or uh, what opportunities they should be pursuing as someone who's building those programs. We're, we're really a great resource for them. Okay. Uh, we do take kind of a bit more of a hands-on approach, uh, as you're aware of, with um, kind of tech transfer offices out of all the universities since uh, Janet Napolitano was involved earlier in our formation, who was until recently the, the chancellor. Uh -huh. uh, so we run our first look event um, once a year to showcase, you know, university-based innovation. Um, we are about to launch a, a new program called SURE, which uh, you're, you're, I've introduced to you briefly, which is around um, principal investigators at universities who are um, working on breakthrough projects and connecting them um, to corporate venturing and, and corporate innovation folks. So maybe for that segment of the innovation population, um, you know, our SURE program it will make sense. But for most frontline entrepreneurs, um, there are um, so many great programs in their own ecosystem and you wanna support them and not compete with them uh, um, and help them all uh, kind of work together to build our ecosystem. That's great. So let's uh, let's go a little deeper on just the the region. You know, we have incredible diversity here, and you've let you've you know spoken to to some of that. And I, I kind of look at it as you know that's really our strength. We don't have such a you know across Southern California, we don't have such a density of one one thing. And in a world that continues to converge, you know, you see, for example, in San Diego, there's a tremendous amount of history there in biopharma, biotech, and yet now that's starting to converge with software and big data and, you know, even how you classify what industry is this company in is starting to, to happen, right? I mean, so our strength is the, the, the diversity of industry and people and, and creativity. It also makes it a little bit harder to focus and align everybody around these yeah. singular things. So how are you thinking about that? First, that? That's a great question. And, and I agree with you. Diversity in many flavors is what we see as kind of our, our regional superpower. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're working on a regional branding strategy with a consortium of eight to 10 kind of ecosystem players to figure out kind of what that glue is. Um, and I think, you know, as you say, we're, we're not homogeneous. And I think, um, you know, if you look at Silicon Valley, that's become a, a little bit of their Achilles heel, right? This kind of monoculture of thought and there's one mm -hmm. way to do it. You go to Google and Stanford and um, it, obviously it's worked, you know, for them to an extent, but I think they're seeing some limitations in this, you know, very uh, homogeneous model. Um, and I'd say, even if we wanted to be in hom homogeneous and kind of, highly routinized in Southern California, we, we, it would be impossible because we're so sure. spread out and we think sure. so differently. Um, and it does make it harder to tell the story because it's more complicated. Uh, I think the other piece of diversity that I, I want to emphasize is that, um, you know, you probably remember, you know, Peter Thiel moving down here and, you know, whether you agree with him or not, I think, um, you know, what he saw, and I remember reading uh, some quotes from him about his decision to leave Silicon Valley and come to Southern California. It was focused on being people um, respecting and appreciating differences, mm. right? Um, and not, you know, you know, forcing people to think one way. So I think in Southern California, 
Um, we may not always agree with people, but we respect people's kind of liberty to yes. do their own way, right? Um, and maybe we can learn something from that. Um, and maybe there's something we don't know. So I, I don't think we, we push or put conformity as the priority. I think we, we, we're really eager to kind of um, see people try things in new ways and, and think about problems in new ways. So I think that's a really important aspect of diversity, which is kind of respect um, and kind of this, this liberty to act. Um, and so, you know, how do you tell this story? Um, let's say we have a branding working group that's you know, working together this fall and we report back to our leadership conference that I know you attend and we'll attend mm -hmm. again this year on where we're coming out. Um, I do, um, as you um, suggested, think kind of convergence and, you know, uh, around different disciplines coming together. Um, is, and I know we've had some conversations with you and some of the folks at um, CLA around kind of AI and kind of intelligence across verticals and across applications, um, kind of bringing, you know, smartness to biopharma and, you know, how you manage the energy grid and there's kind of different applications so I think that's that's an area where there's some some commonality um, that maybe makes it feel like we're not just you know uh, wildly different, but there's there's some sort of thematic threads that tie us all together. Um, we um, have a close relationship and we're very grateful for with Boston Consulting Group, and they just did some um, cluster mapping, uh, and the, the, I'm going to do a blog post on this of um, what are the areas of innovation and in startups across various ecosystems. And they looked at, you know, Southern California, Boston, New York, and Silicon Valley. And they're kind of clustered and heat mapped and they show you how, you know, how closely adjacent things are. And we had this, you know, the most diversified kind of cloud, so to speak. Sure. Again, sure. you know, visually shows um, kind of this, this very diversified ecosystem. Um, and, you know, and you know, clearly our population is that way too. So you can imagine if you're launching a new product, you know, you're not building for, you know, Silicon Valley, early adopters, you, you actually are in a situation where you could um, reach um, people who represent a, a very substantial cross section of, you know, various demographics and thought pr profiles and so on and so forth. So I think there's something to be said about, you know, bringing products to market in Southern California mm -hmm. is a good test to, to see how they extend. Um, in, in you know more more you know geographically in different markets. It's a micro. It's like the global. Yeah, we're we're the global test bed now. Where you know places like uh, middle of the country, you know Wichita. I think Indianapolis for a long time was a common place for consumer products to launch because of the uh, you know it sat in the middle of the bell curve. But maybe yeah, maybe we're the new uh, way to launch global initiatives because there really is a global connectivity from Southern California to the rest of the world. Which is exciting when you think about it, you say you know, Central and South America, Asia, um, in, in kind of the, the biggest you know, port between Long Beach and San Pedro and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the blue economy, this, this, I love what's going on in Alta Sea. Um, you know, it's, I get excited just thinking about all, all the amazing things that are going on in this, this, this geography. Yes. So what are the things that you're looking to, to really give you a sense that we're on the right track or I guess if we're not, so what, what do you point to? 
Yeah, um, you know, this is a little bit like move, you know, moving a super tanker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you're not going to get, if you're listening too closely, and I know you and I just read Brad Feld's new book, um, The Startup Community Way, and he talks about the need for people to kind of measure things instantly, um, especially if you're in you know, government because you want to report back and take mm-hmm. credit. I think, you know, many of the things are going to be more intangible and, you know, building a, uh, energized, uh, fully connected uh, ecosystem takes you know decades, um, but um, you know early signals that I look at are um, first of all having critical mass of people who care. Right? It's like yes, uh, we can't move, we can't make any success. Even even there may be a good idea, and we have white papers, and BCG tells me it's a good idea uh, until we have um, you know a, a large enough and diverse set of, of key stakeholders who, who want to be part of building an ecosystem it, it's kind of a you know academic exercise without those people around the table and leaning in so um, my view is that we're, we're constantly adding to that population um, and you know some areas it's you know i was just talking about it's harder to get you know uh, entrepreneurs involved in, in some communities than others um, maybe there's fewer of them or, or you know obviously they're building busy building busy building companies um, but how many people care? Um, how many organizations are out there, you know, working on these things? I think um, longer-term metrics and you know the numbers look good if you look at the number of venture-funded startups in Southern California. This a lot of them just don't go the distance and become platform companies. Mm-hmm. I think we'd like to see more um, platform companies because those create a lot more wealth and then they can um, spawn right, kind of a whole bunch of offspring. Uh, that create um, new innovation opportunities. So I think over time we want to see more more big exits, more more unicorns, uh, rather than just clever product companies that get you know hoovered up by by bigger organizations because that doesn't allow the the growth to happen here. Um, the other indicator that we look at is you know um, we still are a massive importer of, of, of venture capital, and I love to see the um, local capital base. Um, continue to grow beyond kind of the seed stage. Mm-hmm. We've had some, you know, good wins, as I mentioned, you know, the Graycroft uh, deal, um, you know, just, that just got it got announced. And then, you know, B Capital uh, has a, a super large fund and Fifth Wall. So we're seeing some, some larger funds that call Southern California home. And I think that's important, maybe not in the super late stage, but in the middle stages where relationship and knowledge of the entrepreneurs are still a key criteria in kind of betting on the jockey, right? Because it's there's still lots of question marks. Uh, when you get super far along, like it's pretty clear the company is going to succeed. But when you're still in that A round, B round, there's still a leap of faith, and I think it's it's easier when when you know you know the operator to make that bet. Um, so those are things we're going to look at look look at a little bit more more long term. Um, I, I don't know how we measure this, but I think um, we certainly believe this branding work is is less around you know wrapping buses and putting billboards out, but getting people who are championing the, the Southern California innovation ecosystem to um, think about describing the opportunity in a similar way so that it becomes reinforcing both in terms of how we think about it within the region, but also um, you know, uh, more unified about how we describe it to folks outside of the region so that we're telling kind of a, a, a shared and compelling story um, that is, um, you know, fits for each one of us, but also um, kind of recognizes the incredible um, larger opportunity that we're part of, right? So I think, I don't know how you measure that kind of, are we singing off the same hymnal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think 
there are lots of people who are eager to tell that story and if we can make some progress in, in getting us more closely aligned. Uh, and once again, it needs to be a story that represents both us individually and how we think about innovation opportunity that we're playing in, but also represent the regional heft uh, um, that we're all part of. Um, so I'd love to see that kind of um, kind of get developed in, in the course of the next you know, 12 to 18 months, because I think we have an incredible story to tell. And if more of us tell it in a similar way, um, I hope it will become viral and become you know, more contagious and uh, more people know about us. Yes, I, I, I can't highlight that enough, right? That the power of telling these stories and retelling them. I think the, the short attention span and news cycle that we, we continue to have, you know, things are flying past us at, at seemingly light speed and we're on to the next. And, and I think we, we have to really highlight those folks that are doing great work and having huge impact and, and keep telling those stories because um, we have a huge group to tell them to. And in many cases, that one time just isn't, isn't enough. And, and people are going to come along at, at, you know, on their own timeline. And so part of this is, is about giving them the, the entry points at different, at different places, right? You know, you can get involved after you've had a really successful outcome as a founder or as a key part of a, a company and help on the recycling side and helping mentor the next group or some people that you worked with. And you can do it before as you're just getting going in your career. I think we just have to give those on-ramps wherever we can. And yeah, I, I call it drafting the willing, but also go out and, and encourage others to participate. But this is about high, high participation. This is how we, you know, part of why I really like the CLA mission is this thriving Orange County for all. And I think that really aligns up into the alliances how do we create a, a thriving SoCal community for all that can also uh, multiply beyond that to the world, right? And that there's so much capability here to, to invent the future in so many ways to solve some of these problems, which are even global in nature. So to me, it's, it's about harnessing all this to really uh, inspire more people here, but beyond here with, with the great right. work. And I think it's it's a it starts locally in the sense that you know entrepreneurship and innovation takes place in you know in a lab or yes. a we work or in your on your kitchen table, um, but ultimately um, if you have a great idea that never gets beyond that, it needs to access capital and partners and markets and expertise, um, and if you have something that's transformational and it can kind of get the key ingredients around it, some of these, these ideas can transform the world. But I, I'm, you know, in the back of my head, just thinking about all the amazing things that, that have transpired here that hasn't been able to access those critical ingredients and um, the missed opportunity, right, of um, right. bringing um, innovation to market. Uh, and we have so many, you know, engineers and researchers and research universities and, and bold people doing things in different ways um, so defrictioning kind of that pathway. Um, and I think that's, you know, what a robust ecosystem looks like. It's kind of building something bold is never easy, but if we can uh, remove some of the friction and put, you know, guideposts and um, you know, support systems along the way um, by working with a number of organizations and looking for those gaps and trying to fill those gaps uh, and leveraging best practices, 
um, I'm hopeful that uh, more of these breakthrough ideas will see the light of the day and, and ultimately you know, transform uh, the world and address some of the most challenging uh, problems in front of us. Yes. So let, let's um, talk about one of the cultural elements that, that I feel like I've experienced and, you know, love your, your thoughts on this. You know, I, I talk a lot with, within my uh, universe here of this, you know, and this idea of like, we have amazing ideas. We're, we're in an IP based or, you know, kind of an intellectual capital and idea world and the, the regions that are really thriving. And I would say Southern California is, is in many respects, have that really strong intellectual property and typically um, through you know medicine and devices and software and other things those are getting exported to other regions and that then you know the economics of that get brought back and that gets reinvested that's why you're seeing these you know incredible multiplier job opportunities in some of these areas you know in, in orange county in particular and i think throughout even socal we have a heavy service economy a lot of people that are reliant on uh, an hourly wage and sort of even this idea of kind of billing their time right so how do you, how are you thinking about the, you know getting people more oriented to the idea of like idea and ip leverage versus time yeah you know um we have a massive service economy that has been, you know, uh, disproportionately devastated. And I mean, by the, the um, coronavirus pandemic. Um, and I think part of our view is, um, you know, if we can build jobs and companies um, that are high quality jobs that are based around the innovation economy, um, you know, that uh, creates more high quality opportunities. And this is, you know, it's also a very expensive place to live. Yes. So, um, you know, in my elected official hat, um, you know, we're one of the first cities in Pasadena to, to move to a $15 minimum wage, um, which is still, you know, ridiculously low in terms of trying to live here in Southern California. Um, but I do think we need to upskill the, the workforce um, and provide opportunities. And, you know, I think if I were ever to go back to building innovation companies, I think the, the access to education um, and skills in non-traditional ways, like, you know, the, the university model has certainly proven itself, but I'm wondering, I think we're seeing good examples of this today because of the way the pandemic is, can we um, use distance learning and other, and mentoring and apprenticeship models to uh, move people along in a way that's, you know, different than, you know, spending, I don't know, $300,000 to get an engineering degree at USC. Um, so I think we need to, think about um, how we get more people on that journey and um, make the, the journey more accessible. Uh, and I think once again, not to tie all of our you know, horses to the innovation wagon, but I think um, these are the types of, of questions that we want uh, people in Southern California to, to think about and champion and build products and companies uh, to, to tackle exactly these types of, of, of challenges and equity and um, disparities uh, in the yes. region. Yes. Um, I just think, you know, that can be exported to the world, right? I mean, I, I think this idea of like a, a, you know, much more of an ownership of, of, you know, shared prosperity, shared ownership on these, you know, the, the structures of ownership within a lot of these companies, I feel like is still, uh, it, it's on inertia, right? We still haven't created enough 
new creative ideas around it. And I feel like that's, that's right for innovation as well. I also look at, I mean, I look at um, the ability for, uh, you know, I have a kid who just started off at college and, you know, he's remarketing stuff on, I forgot what it is, some website that's, you know, he's buying thrift clothing and had built a branded website and he curates it. And he's, you know, there, so there are ways for people to kind of use technology and tools mm -hmm. to kind of build their own micro enterprises. Yes. Um, and you don't have to go out, you know, be a data scientist, you know, working on AI to, to participate. I think there's um, other ways uh, for people who are, uh, maybe a little bit more mainstream to to participate in, um, you know, the, uh, the innovation economy, uh, even in a small way, uh, to learn the skills, right? And to then, you know, those can become gateways into to bigger opportunities. Yes, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's so much more to explore there. And even, you know, we, we have a lot of opportunities, I think, to even encourage entrepreneurship broadly, micro, whether it's micro enterprise or just, giving giving people the the knowledge and and equipment to to do that as a place to start to even just fuel that fire and and i think we're we're only going to see more of this you know whether you call it gigs or side hustles or other ways and i think people here have a higher motivation because to your point it's expensive to be here and um, the idea of a singular income and a single company as the source of that is is i think a relic of more our past than our future. And, and I think to me, it's less of a availability of like tools, you know, things like open source and Khan Academy, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's more um, an awareness, right? Yes. People, if you don't know about these things, you don't even look for them. And um, I think, you know, um, yes, we can have more tools and all those things, but it comes with, uh, um, kind of uh, opening people's horizons like you know democracy only works with if people vote like and these tools only work with people know about them and are right. willing to experiment um so you know i think the more more available they are and the more cases and you say the stories we have um i hope it because these these opportunities become more widely available um to the largest number of people um you know not just here in southern california but across across the globe that's right so Andy, how, as you think about, you know, you're, you're at the tip of this spear of all this really exciting innovation and, uh, you know, collaboration that's going on. How do you keep yourself sharp and, and relevant and even really innovating yourself in this day and age? Um, well, I think it's a mindset, right? Is, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't see problems. I see opportunities. Yes. Uh, I have a very bad habit is I, I love um, podcasts and I love, you know, TED radio and all these things. And um, I, I buy probably a book a week um, and I don't read them though, but I love, <laughs> I love, like I read the cover and I read maybe the first 10 pages, but my library is really um, like a portfolio of, of kind of uh, breakthrough ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I just bought one around new, new urbanism and civic innovation because I was on a podcast yesterday and a pants someone was talking about it. Um, so um, I just think kind of keeping our eyes open or our minds open and, and being a little bit of a dilettante, right? It's, uh, I'm not going to be a biochemist, but uh, I think about the practice of, of innovation and, and new ideas. 
um, and um, kind of seek out um, kind of becoming familiar with those ideas. Uh, and I, I'm definitely much more of a understand the, the breadth of the ideas and the depth of them. Because mm. part of that goes to our, our model at the Alliance. Like we're not experts, but we're kind of like a good curator. And so you need a good curator is to have the, the breadth of opportunities and the, the breadth of what's available to kind of point things out um, and say, hey, you know, this is really a program or, you know, have you read a new book or are you familiar with the rainforest? Have you talked to this person? Um, so I think this curatorial view of, of, of how we make, you know, the world a better place through innovation and kind of empowering uh, web bold ideas to translate those ideas into, you know, action products and companies and jobs. Um, honestly, like that, that is my um, drumbeat. Uh, and uh, I, I think we're going to make a difference. Um, and, the, uh, by working with partners like you and many others, uh, we're going to liberate more of this incredible spirit uh, that I think is, you know, around the world, but also um, here in Southern California in, in, in many ways. And um, a pretty, pretty extraordinary opportunity to think um, we can be part of that. For sure. I feel, yeah, as I said earlier, I feel really privileged and fortunate to, to be able to be, you know, that small part. And I, I like to always think about, you know, how do I make things just a little bit better uh, in my time there or, you know, with my, uh, with my time and, and talents and treasure to some extent. So Andy, it's time to uh, wrap up. Unfortunately, I know we could talk for, for hours. Um, and I always like to end with my guests sharing kind of that piece of advice or key lesson that they've learned with the audience. So as you think about people here who are activated and excited and, and really want to be part of participating in this innovation community that is continuing to evolve and grow here in Southern California, what, what advice would you have for them? Well, I think the good news is there's a, a growing and growing set of opportunities to be involved. Mm. And um, so um, explore those opportunities and kind of um, also do a, a self-assessment around which of those opportunities, whether it's, you know, being a, I've been, you know, Techstars mentor a number of times, um, you know, or volunteered or on a startup weekend or um, be an advisor to a startup company. Um, there's so many opportunities to be involved. And I think doing an inventory of, of um, what excites you so it doesn't feel like it's work um, and also how you can give back. Because um, I think it, it is a, a long-term commitment to build uh, an ecosystem and um, if you're thoughtful about how you engage then it what you say for you and me it's not work anymore right it's that's right my, my, our work is our fun and it really it's it, it's very gratifying and so if you want to be involved find that place where um, the fit is right such that you're um, energized and kind of want to keep going back and do more um, otherwise it's transactional I tried something and I really didn't like it mm. you know I, you kind of get frustrated and um, it maybe was um, the right idea, but the wrong opportunity, right? So find the right opportunity, try some stuff out. Because um, given the diversity and the richness of ways to be involved, I'm 100% uh, confident that there's uh, opportunities for everyone to contribute to this important work. For sure. Well, Andy, thank you so much for joining me and you know taking us on this ride, sharing your perspective and and wisdom and you know, a lot of orientation as to all that is going on here 
yeah, I'm so appreciative of everything you're doing in Southern California and really, you know, being that connector and um, share and leading by example. Um, and I, I'd so enjoy all the things we get to collaborate on and look forward to doing more of that. You're certainly doing your part to uh, accelerate things around here. Thanks for joining me on the show today. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together. 